0: Hi everyone, Keith here. We have a bit of a special show lined up for you this week. Um, We had a load of fun recording with uh, this week's guest Um, and actually we covered quite a lot of ground and spent quite a lot of time talking with her. But because of that we've decided to split this episode up into two parts. So one part this week and then the other half will come in a couple of weeks. We've done that because the second half is actually really important and what we wanted to do was give that Uh, the right level of seriousness and just a bit of distance from the fun that we have in the first half. So I hope you enjoy listening to the show. We had a great time recording it. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to the Internal Miscommunications Podcast. My name is Keith. I am, of course, one of your hosts, but our other more resplendent and joyful uh, host coming live from across the pond uh, is Erica. Say hello, Erica.
1: Hello, Keith. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm lovely. Thank you.
0: Just to date this podcast recording because obviously we can't do everything live this is day three of an election campaign no election voting ballot counting week that's right in the u.s how's it going
1: i am feeling hopeful (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't want to be overly optimistic and um you know, I feel like that's not the best place. So I'm feeling like there's hope.
0: I um, tried to donate to Biden's um, legal campaign because I saw a tweet that was like, you can help. And I was like, I want to help. And then because I'm not a US citizen, I couldn't. So I thought, well, I'll just ask Erica for her details.
1: Well, there we go. need to
0: do a zip code. Um, but then I kind of just in my head thought, we will be the only two People that commit fraud and then <laughs> get caught committing fraud.
1: How about <laughs> I just? I can pick
0: the entire democracy of the election.
1: I can so, give yeah. in your name that it'll be it'll be an early Christmas present.
0: British collusion. So Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so that aside, we are joined uh, this uh, this week by the award-winning and magnificent. Uh, Anik Simpson. That's right. Hi
2: Anik. Hello. Hi Keith. Hi Erica. <laughs> Hello Anik. I'm good thanks. Glad to be here. Um, Despite the many things that are going on outside the window. Not literally but metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. um, well,
0: this, is, this is our chance to zen all of that out and just have a nice Chilled out comms chat with a few giggles along the way. Uh Anik, where are you? Tell us about tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from?
2: So I'm based in London, in well, where North Holt meets Ricelip meets South Harrow, if you can find that on the map. <laughs> um so it's like West London and then a bit more west. Um <laughs> yeah, so I'm chilling in my <laughs> the west of west london extra extra west West london (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so it's so london it's west um i'm currently sat in in a spare room in the spare room in our flat um and yeah just uh day day one of uk lockdown so you know just chilling in my fluffy slippers
0: Nice. I am mm. in fluffy slippers as well. Yeah, we've gone back in today, so for our listeners uh, globally, you now know where, where we are in this in time-space continuum. Um, as always, we like to have a little bit of fun in the form of a spelling test, and yes. as it stands, um, you don't have to try very hard to win, because oh. Chuck and Kristen are the winners. They got a bit of a clean sweep, but um, everybody else uh, didn't, so All right. no, no pressure. You can take it in your stride. Cautious on the top. This well, I will just caveat this with Erica pulled out some meaty, uh, <laughs> meaty, meaty words for Asif. Um, okay, so just maybe do a few stretches, but I'll hand you over to Erica. she she'll. Uh, she'll...
1: Well, to to be fair, Asif had already st- suggested on Twitter that he was practicing already. Not that he knew what the oh. words would be, clearly. <laughs> but he was a great sport.
2: A clairvoyant, we like that.
1: There well, we I'm go.
2: currently mas- I'm currently massaging my temples, uh, hoping okay. that that helps.
1: You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, Anik. Mm-hmm. In our last episode, the words were quite difficult, so I am surprised that Keith has given this segment to me, but I'm delighted. So I'm choosing slightly more simple words for our spelling quiz here. So as internal comms professionals, and I don't know if this is true for you, we tend to be a group of folks who are big fans of like office supplies, and stationary, mm-hmm. and pens. Um, so, our first word is stationary, as in pencils, paper,
2: stationary. Now, I know one is an A and one is an E. Think, 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 an ink. So, S-T, A-T-I-O-N-E-R-Y, stationary. Ding, ding,
1: ding. Gold star, that is correct. You have one point, Anique. Yes. And uh, the tip for that is the E-R-Y. So that is the clue. So you can remember this word as um, stationary, E-R-Y, because the E also stands for erasers and envelopes two very common pieces of stationery. Noted. In
0: fact that uh, Rachel Miller, our first guest, loves stationery, but that's the word that she struggles with.
2: There you go. Anyway. That's how rumours have started.
1: <laughs> no fake news here, Anik. All true. Okay. <laughs> okay, another tricky one so there's compliment and compliment so mm. which is um, the one that suggests a good pairing such as cheese and wine compliment
2: now mm. C-O-M-P-L-E. Good, I've lost my phrase. Wait, C-O-M-P-L-E, compl- M-E-N-T, compliment. <gasps> ding, ding, ding.
1: For the audio, I'm giving Anik another gold star because that Woo-hoo! is also correct. So complement with an E is meant for uh, when things enhance one another. So there we go. Okay. Bing, bing, bing. bing. Um. So this one is a little bit different. Um, Mm -hmm. Rhythm. I often struggle with spelling this and always have to resort to using autocorrect to spell it. Rhythm.
2: R H Y T H M. Rhythm.
1: Keith, Anika is a pro. She is now topping our leaderboard, I believe, or at least tied with Chuck and Kristen. Okay. Anique for the win. Anique for the win. Three gold stars. Three (laughs) points. Bravo. Bravo.
2: Are you going to be your own cheerleader? (laughs) That's so
1: true. That is so true. Well, we are here to cheer for you as well, Anique. And Uh, thank you. Thanks. Good job. Good job. (laughs) <laughs> Passed with flying colors.
2: And for those, obviously, uh, there's, no, there's no picture with the audio, but I can confirm that Keith is wearing a wig and has two pom poms that he's currently waving in the air.
0: I could probably go the to the wardrobe and grab that. Ah.
2: I don't know, Let's
0: take a too- quick <laughs> break. And, and then we'll come back and find out more about my wigs and pom poms. I don't have uh, wigs and pom-poms, uh, but Christmas is coming, so we can only hope.
2: Hope. Um, Neither do I. That's <laughs> it. I regret. Uh, I have a school be time. Be
0: hmm. A school time? You still have your school
2: time? Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> I burned all of mine. Uh, school was not pleasant for me. Um, uh. Comms would be way more fun if some, you had like somebody just at the side of the desk, just cheering you on, wouldn't it?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, it you know, okay, would. Well,
1: and
0: you get into a middle of a project and just have somebody go, "You can do it!" Woohoo! corner management sucks, but you can do
2: it. Anyway. I, I did a, I did a, um, a tweet, um, maybe about two months ago, where I just, it's the GIF of um Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog fainting oh. on her bed, and it just says, "Change comes is so hard. Please send me gifts." And yeah. Of course, the community came out in full force, um, sending gifts. It's like herding cats. We've got your back. It's like disappearing through bushes um, or trying to juggle different things. Um, So it was quite funny. And I did a blog on it as well, just to round up. I got loads of gifts. I got, um, let me see, I got uh, someone herding cats. I got um, someone juggling buckets of water and failing. I got... Uh, <laughs> really weird. I got um, about seven gifts. May the force be with you. Um, I
0: think I sent you one.
2: I think you did. Let me see
0: my I think I did things. because I remember the Tiana one.
1: Uh-huh. I quite
0: like. I quite, if I was a so. princess, I'd probably be Princess Tiana.
1: <laughs> gifts <laughs> um, are like a love language for internal communicators or communicators in general.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been sloppy lately because uh, every... Every Friday we did start sticking like a how's your in gif thread out on Mm -hmm. on Twitter, uh, Mm
1: -hmm. which I
0: promise I'll do this week. Well, Mm -hmm. by the time people have listened to this, I will have done it. And thanks for getting involved, everyone. But, um, yeah, we we try and do that just because, you know what, it's a fun way to express.
2: It is. It's so fun. There was, there was Juggling, there was Homer disappearing into the bush, there was Parks <laughs> and Rec, um, which I was a big fan at the time, and Power Rangers.
0: I wanna, I'm going to try and figure Could out the in a bit, not to get too deep too quick, but um, how mad is it that a five-second animated screenshot of a cult film or... Disney movie or TV show if it's you Erica and I like Schitt's Creek and things like that how mad is it that that tiny little animation can convey an entire message and respond to another Uh message in the same way and Uh do it in a way that takes you out of the moment to the film or the TV program make you remember the the emotion of that moment and then reattribute that back to the conversation. And when we talk about communications, right there, I think there's an entire master class of psychology that we could we could probably plumb away at. But gifts amaze me.
2: I have, so I have done that as well. Oh God, I sound like I do. I do. So my degrees in psychology. So that is um, a form. Gifts, I think, are a form of paralanguage. So they're things like. Emojis, another form of paralanguage, yeah. so they're items that are visuals that convey a message but hold no linguistic features.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and there's what a whole science about, about how that works, um, how it works, how people understand it, which ones work, which ones don't, particularly like on social media and corporate um, accounts using gifs and emojis. So oh, um, cool. fascinating. You know stuff. I'm amazing. gonna do a blog.
0: I'm yeah. no, Why? Let me do it. Like, cool. <laughs> um Come back in the new year and let's let's like talk about that. Okay, we'll know, do that. Awesome. Happy uh, to do that. You know, folks. We're already planning our next season. How good is that? Um, <laughs> but you know, Anik, let's get let's get stuck in because you are a varied communicator. You're doing change change comms now, but um that's not how you started in comms. So, why don't you give us a little bit about your background? Tell us, uh, tell us how you got into internal comms.
2: So, um, I'd always been interested in comms. Um, but never thought that I could get into it or knew how to get into it. But I was, And so, I guess, specifically, I was always interested in employee rights and um, working with managers, management, senior leadership to help um, to communicate, I guess, and engage with employees. Um, so, I ha- have a trade union background. Uh, a voluntary basis um I was in part of staff councils and all that sort of thing um and I had thought that I wanted to go into employment law. such as my fascination with the world of work and people in work I was working for a quasi-legal organization um and whilst I was there uh I got um and I studied. Sorry, I should also say I studied journalism as well in another lifetime, but decided it wasn't really for me. Um, so I had this passion for writing, this passion for employees and and employee rights, and standing up for employees and, and connecting employees with management or being the voice, a voice for employees, um, speaking management. But they would all seemed quite. Well, those two seemed quite far apart. Anyway. Whilst I, was at, I hadn't written for a little while, and whilst I was at this quasi legal organization, a um, uh, message came up from the comms team to say, Do you want to, uh, does anybody want to write a blog for the internet um, on a le- lunch and learning session, lunch and learn session that was coming up? And I kind of sat on it. I thought, I've written for a while, kind of a bit despondent with it. um, really busy at work. I won't bother. And then I had a change of heart. So um, I was too late. They'd already picked someone to do it. But um, they said, you can write and send it in any way if you want, which I did. Uh, And then the comms team, the internal comms manager got back to me and said, you know, we shared it around the comms team. Do you have a blog? You write really well. I was like, oh, thank you. And then they're like, do you want to write something else? And I said, "Um, sure. And they're like, well, here's a piece of work that you can do for us. I don't have a comms assistant. Do you want an internal comms assistant? Do you want to help out? So I did that, one piece of work for her. And then she said, oh, I've spoken to HR and they want you to do a piece of work for them, um, written work. And then I just started to do more and more of that on top of my day job, which was just like managing a caseload of about 50. Um, and I was like writing at home and doing this. And then, you know, after about two or three weeks of, of getting different work from different departments to do, I just said, oh, is this a, is this a job? <laughs> <laughs> she, said, she said, yeah, yeah, it's a job. Get paid for it. I said, oh, how do I get into that? And so, um, yeah, I um, she talked to me about it. She talked to me about CIPR. Um, they were having an AGM that came was coming up. Uh, this is like 20, uh, 2016, AGM. And um, I said, oh, should we go together? She said, I'm not going, but you can go on your own if you want. And I was just like, because I wasn't really a networker at that time. But I bit the bullet and went, and everybody was really nice. So I met Jenny Field. Um, I met Jason McKenzie who at the time was the incoming president Um, I think I met Vita as well Um, and yeah I met a few other people and everyone was really nice super nice super um, supportive and I just was kind of just showed a keen and willingness and so they've kind of different people that were in the room have kind of been part of I guess helping me to move into internal comms I I didn't have a comms background, but I knew the NHS at the back of my hand because I'd worked in healthcare for about six years. And so I moved over into a comms assistant role in um, Moorfields Eye Hospital. Shout out to Catherine Raven, my first manager. Love her. Um, And, and yeah, and then that's just how it started. I studied my internal comms um, certificate whilst I was there. And then, you know, just moved on and moved up, really. But, yeah, that's how it started. So... Not knowing it existed to knowing it existed to doing it, um in the time that I've been doing it.
0: That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. um we uh you are I was gonna say you will hear a lot. We all hear a lot, um, that um a lot of communicators fall into communications. That it's a it's a job that you kinda of trip over and then fall in love with and then stick around in. And I think it's similar with me. Like I, I saw a a colleague and a friend Move into communications. Oh, I want to do that job. I'm very much the same. like, didn't have a background in it, but knew a lot about the company that I worked for. And yeah, same. Um, mm-hmm. And here I am making podcasts. Nice. Yay. <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry, dear listeners. Um, but you want to get that checked really, out?
2: It's not good to yeah. be popping these times.
0: <laughs> 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 I, uh, I was in Asda the other day. Asda, uh, other supermarkets are available, not that we're big enough to sue but you never know um but i was in a generic uh, green and white supermarket chain store uh, down the road um coughing the other day and people really give you from the looks me, i almost have to go uh, asthmatic it's fine the,
2: <laughs> show us your uh, pump yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah get your Just pump a, out there you go hey. kind of, well, it's a the, like it's the bigger than all. all. it's a is yeah, one there's one with the big old Casing everything. It's because I'm
0: not. I can't be trusted to do it properly on my own. I have to have a special. Anyway, what we really want to get. I'm going to cough again. <coughs> uh, excuse me, Anik. What we really want to know is your story of miscommunications. Now, it can be anything about anyone. No, not about anyone. About <laughs> you. But it can be anything from any time. So, hit us up. What you got?
2: All right. So um, my story comes from a, f- a previous role where I wasn't doing tennis comms, but I was doing comms, and um, f- I was, uh, for some strange reason, required to do to manage the company's recognition scheme. I should say as a disclaimer, I do not do recognition. I do, not, I do not I do not want an, my next job to be recognition two is enough anyway so don't hire me or approach me for jobs about recognition please uh, I'm saying well I had two jobs in a row where I ended up doing it it's weird but anyway and I love recognition as well I should say um so I was managing the recognition scheme and um I had inherited it and it was all a bit all over the shop and the company was quite um, federated. So there was lots of, even within, so it was three divisions. um, And then within the division that I was in, which is the largest one, there was seven departments or seven businesses that faced out to clients plus two other departments so nine, technically nine departments. It's very overly complex. Anyway, what that meant was, is that because, my team, which is the central services team, that's the team that I supported um, in, I was in and also supported as an internal comms partner. Um, they, uh, their scheme was the loudest effectively, but the others had schemes. So anyway, what you get is you get random people, uh, uh, nominating people in your scheme that weren't eligible. You can see where I'm going with this. <laughs> so I think it was the first or second um, time that I actually run the scheme. Um, which an you know, end-to-end doing all the communications and then doing all the voting and all that sort of stuff, managing all the um, voting and shortlisting and all that sort of stuff. Uh, We'd found our winner. We'll call her Sally. Um, and the prize was two two £250, not to be sniffed at, a voucher of your choice to any store that you want, anywhere that you want, um, and maybe a certificate or something. So anyway, so I... We sent my nominations off to the central the central leadership team. They decided on their winner. Um, there wasn't that many people that were nominated that particular time. So, um, but she was the winner, fair and square. Um, and it was when I was going to email her and her manager to let her know that she won that I then looked at the you know an outlook you can have um, the break the sort of where the person sits in the organisation that sort of org chart. I'd noticed that although her title was similar to the titles that sat within my line of business, she was in fact from a different department, um, so hadn't so wasn't eligible and i should say actually
1: sally.
2: i should say actually that i'd already told her and her manager <laughs> that they could. it was only when i was going back to kind of do something else i managed to stumble across it so you've got sally who thinks that she's who thinks that she's won Um, and a manager who thinks she's won and you're sat there knowing that she hasn't won and also knowing that, you know, budgets are tight. We're trying to keep BAU costs down. So (laughs) um, the decision-maker in my line, in my business line, is not going to want to shell out for the decision, the top of the tree in her business line. So what do you do? I hadn't gone public, but I had gone wider than I would have hoped. So I... (laughs) thought about how i might fix this and the thing uh-huh. that i think of is that we give her we give sally the money you know fair mm-hmm. is fair
1: mm-hmm. but
2: we um but we can't do the fanfare on the internet, so the full um, internet interview because it would send out the wrong message <laughs> and it would just confuse people because she's not actually supposed to be a winner um So in order to kind of steer the ship in the right direction, that was a decision that I made that I then had to take to um, the top of the tree in my line, talk to him about it, and he was agreed. I thought he would fight me on the 250 pound gift but he said no I think that's the fairest way um but I'm not going to give her the gift he said because I'm not the person that sits at the top of her business um I will speak to that person and we will arrange for someone to to do some kind of ceremony locally so she feels special um and then we won't talk about it online and, and you know I came up with a few suggestions as to how we could make it clearer on the internet as to who was eligible for the scheme now that was fine and you know end of anique's done done her duty i then had to go back because you know nobody wanted to go back to to sally to tell her that she hadn't won and it was really really bad because i thought she'd just be like oh you know got my 250 all right i'm not getting the interview in this the splash but i've got my 250 yay yeah. No, Sally wanted the splash. Oh. <laughs> not, in a, not, in a, not in a me, 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 look at me way, but just, oh, I'd really, you know, sort of a, oh, I'd, you know, I told everyone that I'd won in my team. Mm. And, you know, and mm. I was so excited about it. And now that I'm just... voter fraud. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm not going to get that. Am I, am I not going to get anything? Uh, where am I going to... Uh, Oh, Sally, oh, <laughs> Sally, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> Sally. Don't please don't make this any harder than it has to be. <laughs> Work with me on this one, um, and uh, I managed to just talk her around, and she seemed okay um, with it, and it was all resolved in the end. But yes, it was a, a localized miscommunication, but one that was very emotive and clearly, you know took the shine off of you know took it. and i think for me it just showed that you know 250 is great but you know the shine on the internet is much better so you know give hmm. people a, you know it's always not always throwing money at the at the issue which i think you know places like the one that i worked a bank um <laughs> might like to do a bank that should remain anonymous but you know not not difficult to find if you follow me on linkedin <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah it was uh it was yeah awkward but not but uh not uh terrible in terms of the output in terms of everybody knowing that it was completely wrong I do have an NHS story if you think it would be funny yeah, that <laughs> uh, <yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> so um when I first started out working um some moons ago, um, okay. the first job I had, I worked for the ed, um, the uh, arm of the NHS that um, that is involved in um, in edu- in postgraduate education, which is a long winded way of saying uh, if you a doctor that wants to become an ologist, they have to go to a deanery to train. Um, well, majority of them need to go to a deanery to train, and that's where I worked. I worked for the London deanery. Um, and, uh, one of the jobs, the first job I had there was working, um, to, prov- uh, to do, how do we describe it? So basically, communication, struggling to communicate. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, to write it, so I was involved in, so every year doctors, the doctors on these training programs would have to do, um, would have to do a, have their training uh, have have their performance in their training reviewed, like a performance review, but a lot more moving parts, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and these would take place in some kind of, you know, venue because there's so many of them coming through. And I looked after sort of a specific portfolio. In any case, uh, I one of the first ones I did was for um, the trainee anaesthetists and people who were training in intensive care medicine. And I, you know, prided myself, on, I'd done a couple of office jobs before and, you know, prided, you know, prided myself on being quite uh, efficient and, you know, detailed focus, and detail orientated. So, um, you know, double, triple check the, all of the letters before they went out and, you know, you had to email. I think it was still the time when we were doing faxes as well, mm-hmm. showing my age. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so anyway, so anyway, got to the day, and it's busy. There's there's rooms of, you know, cons- um, an anaesthetist an consultant, anesthetist, consultant anaesthetists even, um, who are seeing all these doctors, and it's a like conveyor belt. You know, they're all in the waiting room. They're going out into these rooms to have their performance assessed, and they come back, and I'm checking documents and all that sort of stuff. Um, we get to the end of the day, say about five-ish, and I'm looking at my list, and I can see, you know, maybe five or six that were on a specific training program um uh not haven't turned up which i thought was quite odd so i'm looking around i'm thinking you know some of the consultants are coming out you know they're tapping their watches they've got operas to go to and dinner dates to make in london and you know um i'm keeping i'm holding them hostage here <laughs> um, so i said just give a call to um a couple of the doctors and see where they where they are because i haven't heard anything they haven't called me um uh, which we had like, the first doctor i called he says um yeah i'm sat at this venue and i said not sure why you're there because you're supposed to be here in this particular venue. And he said, well, I would be if you'd have put the right address on the letter. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm. oh, no. And then oh. I was like, oh, for sake. So I had to call all the other doctors and get them over. And then this first doctor rocks up, drenched. So you, you to these meetings, you've got to be suited and booted. Full suit. It's a proper presentation. You've got a portfolio, you know you got to be on time, alert, or you just get a bollocking in the room. don't know if you can swear, but there you go. You can yeah, bleep me out. Uh-huh. And yeah, he rocks up, <laughs> wet wet as a sewer rat, um, with his Brompton bike under his arm, <laughs> because he's been caught in the rain trying to get between <sighs> venues. Oh. He's like, I was cycling, I got soaked, and then halfway through I had to just jump in a black cab and get here. So he'd had to pay money to get here, which she hadn't banked on, completely drenched. Um, and it's well past the time he's supposed to be there. It's like after six now. And I also want to go home, but because it was my effort, I have to sit there and politely take all of the uh, thinly veiled um, barbs from the doctors who are coming in. who at The best Mm. of times in in those particular environments can be quite short. (laughs) Nerves, Mm -hmm. arrogance, or something else, I'm not sure, just general personality flaws. Not all doctors, hashtag not all doctors, of course. But um actually needs to right that. surgeons were terrible. But um yeah, so it was uh so that was that was a miscommunication on my part that, you know, mm. didn't set me up quite well. Although saying that this very same doctor, um, who was sat dressed then decided he wanted to sit down and have a conversation with me about all sorts of stuff that had nothing to do with work. And then um tried to ask me out on a date, so <laughs> yes. okay. amazing wow i now, was i was very okay go on i won't i'll leave that i'll drop that mic right there
0: no no we're picking it back
2: up so, <laughs> yes we are gonna,
0: my next question was gonna be how do you recover uh-huh. from a, a miscommunication like that but i think we're about to find out how did you recover
2: key so i so um, it gets the this- the fun, the story is even funnier when you get out how how we got in contact. Thank you for the soundtrack, love it. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, so, I um, what I didn't say is that I didn't actually use my phone to call the doctor. I used the colleague's phone because my phone had died because I've been waiting oh. all day. Um, and on my phone, whilst these doctors were it. so I'd used my superior's phone. So I was an assistant. This was a um, officer. And uh, the next day, she comes in, and she goes, "Oh, Monique, um, I've got a message for you." I said, "A message? This is in front of the office, open plan office. I've got A message for you?" I said, "A, a message." She said, "Oh, um, yeah." I said, "Who from?" She said do you know Dr. Dr X? I said, yes, he's, yeah, he's, um, he's got something he wants me to tell you. I said, uh, I'm not, what, like, what? And I'm, you know, i am just come out of uni, first proper job, I'm sweating. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Everyone's starting to look at me now. And she said, yeah, she gets out her phone and she says, um, uh, it reads, and she, you know, in her loudest voice, it reads, um, Hope I didn't make you get home late too much. Too, I hope I didn't. Hope I didn't uh, make you get home too late, Doctor F. X. Oh. I said, "Oh, okay." I said, "Well, I hope you told him that it wasn't. It wasn't my number." She said, "No, I just left."
1: <laughs> so I was like, oh.
2: "No." oh my oh so he thinks no. this is my phone he now thinks I'm playing hard to get question mark um is this and like all these thoughts I can still see myself there now all these thoughts running through my head is this illegal am I gonna get fired if someone finds out he's actually a bit of all right do I this um, <laughs> my other half's next door so he won't be too pleased he's hearing me talk about <laughs> he's he isn't my other half um it, that's a different other half um but yeah, he, um, <laughs> who I love dearly um uh, he yeah he, uh, he but he was in a specialty he was um he was doing a dual specialty so intensive care medicine and initiative so other than surgeons if you're looking to to pin your hat to pin your flag to a mast as a partner doctor's wife or husband or doctor's partner um they're not that's not a bad shout starting salaries are eye-watering and they do a lot of private work um (laughs) (laughs) but um but I was very good and I just ignored it and and whatever and then um I I thought I suddenly thought he can't he can't text her back and I was panicked about it I spoke to a couple of my friends over some glasses of wine wrong move anyway they insisted that I um that I call him this is this is the before the days of GDPR that I find his number which is on the system and <laughs> call him and just let him know. Bad advice. Bad advice, girlfriends. <laughs> um oh, but I did. No. Um so I got it went on his file without due cause. Um <laughs> and it like, sounds
0: like you had due cause. Like
2: I got him in HR got- would have you
0: back on this.
2: <laughs> I got his number. And I called him and it was in, it was in an open plan office um, because our offices were been um, remade. So I was actually out in the open. And I kind of sunk in my office chair and I got the phone <laughs> and I th- I'm like, hello. And he's like, hello. And I said, oh, this is, you know, do- uh, Mrs. Dr. X. He said, yes, who's speaking. Um, and I said, oh, it's Anik. Uh, it's the cheeky said, you know, bugger said, who? And I said, it's Anik. It's no. you know the person that he tried to call he said oh oh yeah okay nice to hear from you and I said um well I'm just calling about your very loud I'm just calling about your recent review and then I slipped into you know hushed tones and said you know you called you know you texted my phone the other day he said yeah yeah I was wondering why you didn't respond <laughs> and I said yeah it wasn't my phone it wasn't your phone and I said no i sorry and I said well well, what is your number then? I said I can't. Give, I can't give that to you. He said, "What are you sure?" Well, take my number then. I said, "Well, I don't have your number." He said, "Well, what are you calling me on?" I said, "Oh, I've <sighs> got it off the file." He said, "Well, just take it off the file then." And I said, "Okay." And anyway, must go. Bye. <laughs> I got the phone very quickly, slammed it on the receiver a few times, <laughs> and then went for a awkward. So it just got worse and worse. And I saw him again, and it was just very awkward and yes we never went on a date and we never did anything um or met up or or spoke again other than the time i saw his review and then i moved on to a different role in the business so yes a miscommunication almost turned into a marriage (laughs) it It was just the next logical step (laughs) it was well i mean of course you know the the moral (laughs) of the story is get the
0: address right (laughs) And um, get yes. the number
1: right.
2: Well, it yeah, but it depends. I mean, if you, it depends on what you're angling for. I was whilst I was in the market at the time, I wasn't looking to uh, expletive, you know, blank where I eat. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was so so. All of those things are true. But had I been, you know, a bit more daring or you know, rec- reckless, um, then you know that would have it would have worked out for the best potentially. He seemed, like oh, yeah. he seemed like a trouble. He seemed like a, and he didn't seem like the um, settling type. So I doubt he would have gone anywhere for too long. Well, that's that's really <laughs> anyway, so those are my two miscommunication stories. None of them about, you know, emails or internets, but hopefully brought some no, mirth to the audience. That's award winning, right there.
1: That is award winning. <laughs> Brilliant. Also, this is the first time we've heard a miscommunication that had an um, in, insinuance of uh, or um, hint of romanticism in it which is very interesting <laughs> hmm. Uh, hmm. oh dear <laughs> I just
2: I, I can't I don't, know. I don't know that. I'm not I, sure why I shared all this but here we go it's been with you guys you just bring what? out my cheeky side <laughs> we're very cool <cultures. laughs> I don't I don't even Main know where we go
0: from here like <laughs> Erica, have you ever almost been proposed to through a work event?
1: So, to this point, oh, <laughs> she so, paused. There's a story that
0: starts with "so." Yeah,
1: <laughs> there was not a proposal involved, although in a past job years and years ago I did date a guy who worked in the same place but he was not in. he was not a physician interestingly though it was a hospital so it was a healthcare setting uh, so there were physicians uh, around but Randy. Mm, hmm, no um but yeah so he worked <laughs> in a completely department different department I was in the marketing communications department and and we did date for quite some time and then um yeah I broke up and, you know, changed jobs and he went on to marry a lovely woman who's just a delight. So he's doing well.
2: (laughs) And so are you, Erica. You got a podcast.
1: That's right. You got to. Yes. I'm great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, um, so in my very first comms job, because this is just how this episode's going now, in my very first comms job, um, I coordinated quite a few of our events, and probably a bit grander than it was, I looked after the checking-in sheet. <laughs> but that led to quite a few different conferences that we did, and um, and we used to um, do what we, we, we called them strategy cascades. And so we had 16 engineer um, areas, and then five offices, and about well, four at the time, um, which is going to narrow this down to a specific person who ex-colleagues that listen to this podcast will know in an instant but we're in this now so um, so we were, we would take our strategy cascades, we'd do a leadership cascade first get the message out to the leadership cascade uh, to the leadership uh, across the business and then we would take that uh, on the road and we'd go around the four different locations and we'd use local football stadium because they're big enough to event space and so we were by the headquarters in the Midlands. Um, uh, we we're at Warsaw Football Stadium, um, which is not the most glamorous place. But there is a certain room cracking. there The CEO is doing his presentation. We take we were in between sessions. We we just got the first lot of people back to the office, and we're bringing another one hundred and fifty people in. And I am at the back doing my admin, going through that person. Who is that person? Is here? That person is here. Check, checking everybody off. CEO walks to the back of the room and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like in my job, must shine, must be eager, must be super helpful. And he comes over and he goes, Keith, um, do you know where Steve has gone, another director? And I go, Oh, yeah, I think he's over there. And as I turn back, I go, Oh, no, I think he went that way. And then I don't know what caused me to turn back around and stand up at the same time. But as I did it, my hand went from pointing over my left shoulder to say that's where he is to coming underneath to point and say, No, I think he went back there. But as I was doing that, the CEO was looking over my shoulder at the, at the guest list, and I was just at the right level for my hand to come in between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I shook hands with the CEO in a way that no one should ever shake hands with the never, CEO, and it certainly never. did not lead to
2: promotion. Did uh, What did he do yeah. in that moment? He laughed, like laughed at me. Or was so it just happy. a froze? You just froze. Did you? Did you? Hadn't stay there for a second whilst you thought of it, it, like. There was a. I, did it shoot back out like a reflex? Exactly
0: that. It was like, <laughs> hey, ooh, um, because what you don't want to do is be rough with the CEO. Like you want to be respectful. <laughs> so I didn't want to be like, get away from me. So I was like, well, these are yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, it was. It was. It, there was a moment. There was a half a second of.
2: Cross oh, oh. <laughs> the threshold. <laughs> Lucky wife. Move on. <laughs> well, let's I mean, communication comes in all forms. That's
0: tell <laughs> you. Um. Verbal and to non-verbal. Do that job for five more years, so you know.
2: Must have been doing summit, right. right? I reckon so. Spirit finger. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> like I said, must be eager in new job. Be happy about this. Hello. Uh, so yeah. Um, so all three of us have had them. Anyway, we should we should move on before this gets really really crazy. Do you know what? I would. Uh, we, we we've we've heard your miscommunications and how you recover. But what I really want to talk about, Anik, uh, and um, I think it would be lovely to hear more about is your uh, communications network, the the Black Comms network. I would love to hear more about that and get back onto a more sensible topic, if that's all right. So that's it for this week's episode, folks. I really hope you enjoyed this first half. As you can tell, Anik is a character, and we had such fun both on air um, and also off air. If we'd have included everything, it would have already been a couple of hours long. Uh, the next episode, or the next half, is... Uh, absolutely way more serious it's an important topic and it's something that as communicators we can really influence in our own workplaces so we wanted to just split it up and give it the platform and um, space that it deserves so i hope you tune back in for that one i hope you've enjoyed listening to this and we'll see you next time